Welcome to episode 59. Are you feeling run down a lot? Struggling to keep up with your days? Just feeling knackered? Too much stress in your life that you've been meaning to shift for years but just seems to be a constant and therefore you just need a boost. You just need a pick-me-up. Well, today we're talking about healthy ways to strengthen cognitive function and perform better in your everyday using nootropics, which is a fascinating area of scientific growth and something that a lot of people could benefit from. So stay on the line. Before we dive in, I just want to do a quick shout out to the crew that just kicked off my very first online coaching program called the Ultimate Energy Upgrade. I'm so excited to have you underway and tracking towards transforming your health. And I just wanted to do a quick acknowledgement and um, appreciation spiel before we kick off this podcast because I'm so excited. We're in week one and we're tracking towards a a success story in the next eight weeks. And it's going to be amazing working towards sustainable health, of course. All right, nootropics. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Good to have you back here for another episode. Now, I usually spend these first few moments thanking different countries for tuning into my podcast. But today, I just want to take a quick moment to thank all of you Aussie listeners for tuning into this episode and every episode that I've released. Without the amazing support from my fellow Aussies, this podcast would quite literally be going absolutely nowhere. So I just want to say a huge thank you and send out a virtual fist bump to acknowledge you guys for giving such amazing support to a homegrown podcast. Now, on this podcast, well, every episode that I release in its own way is about human optimization because wherever you are on your journey, shifting the needle is optimizing your current set of circumstances. But today we're going to jump up a notch into not just optimizing, but right into the biohacking space. And here with me in the studio is a self-proclaimed biohacker and researcher who has a background in sports science and a passion for all things human performance and wellness. He is also an ex-professional soccer player and the formulator for a nootropic startup company. And you might actually know him from his social media pages where he shares a ton of unspoken information on various health topics and does a very good job, I might add. Online, he is known as Ergogenic Health and the man behind it with me today is Lucas Owen. A warm welcome to the show, mate. How you doing? Thanks, Matty. Yeah, really good, man. I'm really humbled to be here and just, yeah, sort of preach cool information and yeah, share what I've learned over the years of just diving deep into the research. Good, man. I'm I'm glad you're here because your Instagram page is just an absolute wealth of knowledge. And I'd be lying if I didn't say some of your contents inspired mine. (laughs) Awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the aim just to, um, yeah, come up with a massive, I mean, I've got a massive list of topics literally scheduled just for so many people to, you know, um, look into and for me to share and looking at things from a very different angle, which is what I like doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) man. So, can you tell us a little bit about your journey from sort of where you started before you were into this sort of natural health space? Because you're also in the middle of your naturopathy degree. Where did you start in the beginning and where, how did you end up at, in the nootropic space? Yeah, well, I was actually reflecting on it this morning and um, I realized that the very first sort of nootropic product that I ever tried was actually back in high school. Right. Um, and essentially, it was just like um, something called Think Gum. Okay. And, um, you know, the initial... Um, appeal towards that product was to enhance like memory and focus in high school just to get that extra little edge. Um, I've always been someone, you know, super competitive, but... um, I can relate. (laughs) And um, yeah, sort of dived into that, experimented with it, noticed a difference and then sort of applied that to playing soccer as well. 
Um, so then I went down like a massive rabbit hole and started researching into like different um, nootropic compounds that can in, that can sort of assist me in other areas of my life. And then, um, yeah, just started um, joining Facebook groups and then like becoming a, a big contributor on Reddit and some other forums and connecting with like other nerds sort of in this space. And then, um, yeah, just bouncing ideas and then experimenting a lot myself. And yeah, eventually just just became an absolute obsession, you know, like, because I just feel like I'm, there's this flame that I have inside me that where I just feel like I'm going to sort of discover something that's going to, you know, help millions of people. I don't know what that is yet, but it's something that I feel. Uh, I, I don't know what that is, but it's it's definitely a motivating factor for sure. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now that's awesome, man. And you said we were chatting before we started this interview um, that you you worked in your dad's pharmacy. So you initially you've had an exposure to utilizing chemical compounds in a way that can fix or heal or enhance the body through your home life. I assume. Yeah, exactly right, man. My dad's a pharmacist, and I've been working you know part time there for over five years, and. You know, it's good to see, obviously, both sides of the spectrum now that I'm, you know, studying naturopathy, you know, focusing on preventative health and other things like that. But yeah, I mean, I've definitely grown in the area of like research and understanding like how to sort of read clinical trials and yeah, just realizing that and like realizing that you need to really um, look at things in a very holistic way, right? Like if you get a study that's like in vivo or, or something and let's say it's it's having this X effect. Um, and then I will, <laughs> this is my process. I would experiment with that nootropic or something. And then it's tough because you want to remove um, bias, but I'll be very aware of like what that compound will be doing and then sort of linking that back into the research that I've got. Because sometimes we can only work with like in vivo studies or in vitro, which is really pathetic. But um, yeah, it's not much money has been spent on researching nootropics. So it's sort of like self-experiment, audit yourself, like review how you're feeling and then sort of, yeah, tweak and then refine as you go. That's just the same process that I follow most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And and being in research myself, one of the things is like, it's it's really tough sort of having sort of been on the inside, I guess, to now read research without just taking a grain of salt with everything because the reality is every variable is controlled for and the application of that in practical reality is that you can't control for all of these variables on a daily basis mm. and you've got to conduct yourself in a normal way kind of thing. And as well, the interesting thing I think with nootropics, and we'll dive more into it, but is the healthy user bias. Like most people that are looking for that kind of stuff are going to be just inherently already interested in health. So mm. um, anyway, for the listeners, what are nootropics? Like let's give them a good definition so that they know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. So nootropics essentially is just a broad category. Uh, it's a a definition for anything that can sort of improve any aspect of cognitive function. So whether we're looking at memory, focus, concentration, all those sort of things, that's what nootropics really covers. So technically speaking, um, a lot of the things that people are consuming on a daily basis, whether they be like, um, you know, sort of vitamin supplements or herbal supplements, adaptogens, a lot of those do have nootropic effects or nootropic-like effects. But there is a very, very strict um, criteria for something to be a true nootropic. And I won't get into too much detail of, of that criteria because it's pretty, it's quite technical. But essentially, for the listeners, it's basically something that is either like neuroprotective, so protecting it against um, toxins or stressors, 
Um, and also they will facilitate better brain performance under stressful environments. And yeah, they sort of will have compounding effects over time and, and that they're not depleting. So like, for example, stimulants, they do give you an acute cognitive boost. However, six to eight hours later, the dip is far below baseline. So you're left, you know, you actually, it's like living ahead, ahead of time, you know, yeah, you're stealing yeah. from the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas nootropics don't work like that. They actually build up over time and they actually strengthen cognitive function over time with minimal side effects. That's the key as well. Yeah. Right. I often say uh, sort of a running theme in the podcast when I talk about people uh, to people unnatural compounds and unnatural foods is that you sort of it always comes at a biological cost so you're sort of suggesting that a stimulant comes at the cost by utilizing you know things that it should or shouldn't Mm -hmm. in order to enhance one area but nootropics they add to the equation rather than take from other areas exactly right man so so and when you're talking about stimulants versus nootropics so that would mean coffee is not a nootropic it's because like it's sort of the crash comes after you have a coffee well Technically, I mean, there are aspects of coffee that have nootropic-like effects. So, for example, the flavonoids and the polyphenols, which are very, some of them do cross the blood-brain barrier. So, they are neuroprotective and caffeine in and of itself is neuroprotective. There's no real research that shows that it's neurotoxic. However, like you said, like the crash that comes with it is, for some people, it's just not worth it because, I mean... It, it depends. Like if you're, it depends on the activity that someone's doing. If they're, if they're got a speech or they're um, going to do some sort of sporting activity, then maybe it's worth going above their baseline and then coming down later on. But it's sort of funny you mentioned that because the product that I'm working on now, which I'm trying to launch to market, is actually tailored at specifically to address that right. around coffee. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of coffee products out on the market, like the mushroom coffees, which I respect and I love. However, what I've what I've put together, I've been working on for over two years, is very unique in that it will lengthen the effects of the coffee, reduce the crash, and improve um, other aspects of energy and focus and memory. So it's something I'm very proud of, and I just sort of can't wait to get it out there, man. Yeah, well, we're here in Melbourne, which is like arguably the coffee capital of the world. So <laughs> you're in the right place to help people with their coffee crashes. Mm. Um, what kind of people would be looking for nootropics? So I think entrepreneurs and executives, athletes, people that go to the gym. I mean, there's plenty of pre-workouts that are currently out now where they're already using nootropics in their pre-workouts. So I guess anyone who sort of feels like they need some sort of... Um, you know, their they're, they're short-term memory is pretty weak or they're noticing some sort of cognitive deterioration, they could benefit from that. Um, but anyone under the pump, anyone under stress, man, like yeah, yeah. seriously, stress is the, is the worst thing for cognition, right? Like it just depletes our dopamine, it impairs so many enzymes, reduces the antioxidant capacity of the brain. It's just, um, I, I honestly, in today's day and age, in the world we live in and the toxins, et cetera, et cetera, I honestly think that anyone can benefit from nootropics realistically unless, you know, you're under, under the age of 18. So yeah, that's... Why is that for the... Un- why do you make that comment about under the age of 18? Um, I, I just... 
Having said that, I was under 18 when I first experimented with. <laughs> <laughs> we all did things under the age of 18 we shouldn't have. <laughs> I think, or it depends on the person really, like where they're at and also brain development wise. Having said that though, I think Lion's Mane could be advantageous in some regard. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Lion's Mane. You yeah. have it every day. Love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's pretty versatile. A lot of people can um, can benefit from them. I take the same kind of logic to the intermittent fasting and fasting windows with brain development in regards to 18-year-olds. You know, it's sort of, there's not enough research out there to really make any calls, but just to be safe, wait till the developed brain is fully developed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and are they, are they safe? Like, um, so I guess what I mean is that we're talking about biological enhancement mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that, um, I've definitely seen in the, the nootropic space, especially in the early days is that a lot of these chemicals are sort of bordering illicit substances. Um, and, and the people that are taking them are usually people that are, are willing to do anything at any cost in order to get the results. So, where where do you what what's your opinion on them and sort of where do they sit generally on the on the spectrum of um, natural biological enhancement to illicit substances that are potentially dangerous? It's mm, a good question, man. I would say a lot of them. Well, let's just say probably around thirty or forty percent of them have pretty rigorous research um, in humans, which is always encouraging. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> however, there are some compounds which are they are nootropics, but a lot of those ones have been just studied sort of like in, v- in vivo or um, yeah, things like that. So I guess for the average person, they just need to be um, very diligent with their research and just sort of question everything and just dive deep. And I mean, that's what I do. I've, I've just, if I, if there's a compound that I'm, that's been, you know, uh, marketed as a nootropic, I will just dissect it and just be like, all right. What's the what's the go here? Like, where's the research sort of thing? But um, and the, the other thing that comes back to that man is also like self experimentation. That process for people and the side effects that people may experience from using them it's going to differ from person to person. Like, it's we 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 don't even have the technology to measure neurotransmitters accurately. I mean, we do have those urine like um the uh, the organic acids. Yep. Test, test, yeah, which is somewhat reflective, but that is uh, really that is tricky to analyze neurotransmitter release in in brain regions. Not we're not talking about like what's what's excreted, but like it matters about like where in the brain that neurotransmitter is high, how strong it's binding to that particular receptor, how many of those receptors are left, yeah, sort of thing. So it's really it gets really complex, but. I'm excited about the future. I feel like we're going to understand way more about the brain and um, how we can further optimize it. (laughs) So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. 
All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it, skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Further to that optimization comment you just made and enhancing the body and and being excited, a lot of the people that are seeking biological enhancement, even if you're a coffee addict, in my opinion, people that could really just benefit from getting a good night's sleep and, you know, they've they're probably got stress or cortisol addiction or resistance mm. um, because they're living these hectic lifestyles. Entrepreneurs and corporate execs, they're just living to the limit, you know, man. And the first thing everyone sacrifices is hours of sleep, which I always sort of rave on about on the podcast as being the foundational health variable for everything. Uh, and so is... Would you, would you say or, or, or what's your response rather to the idea that nootropics are potentially just like throwing some glitter on a pile of shit? <laughs> it's like just making a shitty situation really pretty. Mm. But fundamentally, the, the people that are looking for the you know five coffees a day kind of guys, they really could figure out their adrenal fatigue first and their cortisol resistance first and, yep. and that kind of stuff. Like where are you at on that? Well, I'm so glad you brought that up, man, because... What I've come to learn over the years of research in nootropics is that to improve brain function, it's not just focusing on the brain, right? Like it's the right. microbiome, it's other hormones. And I've always just thought of nootropics as like the icing on the cake sort of thing. Once you've established your good habits, you know, you've addressed your sleep, you've, you, you've refined your diet. I'm not going to say what a perfect diet is because it's very individual. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, sleep wise. And then, I mean, sleep is the best nootropic, period. Like, yep. I mean, Think about like our listeners could relate. Have a poor night's sleep and your stress tolerance is horrible. Like in your your, your aggression and your um your ability to make decisions is just compromised. So realistically, getting a good night's sleep should be first and foremost, and then stacking nootropics on top of that. But having said that, there are nootropics that can also strengthen sleep and um, modulate sleep and deep deep sleep which is pretty cool as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as I to get into those deep sleep delta waves, is, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, so on, further to that as well, like what are some nootropics and what do they do? Like if you've got some examples for us where people could start to be like, all right, I hear what you're saying. Like, Yeah, um, well, we can start with very basic ones. Like for example, there's a lot of um, promising research on like high-dose vitamin B1. I mean, I'm... Um, Coming from a very naturopathic background, um, I've always been cautious because I'm like, okay, if we're going to jack up B1 levels in the body and brain, what is that going to shift? You know, like it's, it's a, what is that going to either deplete? What is that going to alter in some other, in some, something else downstream? But um, B1, Something something about B1 that I love, I just feel like it's awesome for sort of like mental clarity. Part of that could simply just be helping with blood sugar control because there's some amazing research on like high-dose vitamin B1 for blood sugar stability and preventing AGEs and things like that. But 
Yeah, B1's cool. L-phenylalanine's quite interesting as well. I mean, for people that are looking for something that can improve sort of motivation, alertness, that's a cool one to play around with because it is technically an essential amino acid, whereas tyrosine, which is used a lot, and I have nothing against tyrosine, but I just prefer to use something further back in the process to build dopamine. So like, you know, the conversion pathways, yep. like L-phenylalanine is an essential amino acid. So I would encourage people to use that over L-tyrosine because the body's better at regulating that. Um, and then it has these other benefits of um, helping with insulin release as well. It increases cholecystokinin from the stomach, which reduces appetite. Whether that's a good thing or not, for some, it gets in my way sometimes. Because <laughs> I mean, go to the gym and stuff, yeah. and I'm having that. It's great for my alertness and stuff. But then, I'm like, where's my appetite, man? Yeah, I need right. to eat. I don't want something to suppress my appetite. Yeah, but some people may. So. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of people on here that are you know looking into fat loss and weight loss yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I actually did a pretty funny experiment when I was younger with trimethylglycine, which is found in beetroot, like betaine. Yep. Uh, it is betaine. Um, so I was using that when I was younger before bed. And, if, you know, methylation, like, yep. um, well, uh, it was, I think somehow it was like over-methylating me during my sleep. And then when I'd wake up, I'd feel under-methylated, but I'd get this, like, I'd get this snap back effect when I wake up. It was really weird. Like, Yeah, it, right. I posted it on Reddit and I had all these people adding their hypothesis as to why yep. Lucas was getting this crazy rebound <laughs> from from TMG, trimethylglycine. It's like, this this is not used for sleep. But I was somehow just sort of realized like, oh, I wake up and it was, it was impossible to fall back asleep. The wake up was so strong. Right. And it was it was a really, it wasn't an anxiety wake up. It was like a, I'm up and I'm up. Like, yeah, I'm, right. let's go to the gym or something. Yeah. Having said that, man, I still don't know what that was doing. Yeah, right. Some things you're just never going to know. Is it, and that's, do you still use that kind I of don't, thing? I don't, oh, that ingredient myself? Yeah. Mm, not so much. I don't, I haven't used it in over a year and a half. I just thought of that just before. Yeah, but majority of the things that I use now is, is going to be in the, the product that I'm yeah, working on. Are you able to talk a little bit about that? I mean, I can. Yeah, share, share, share what you can, man. Okay. Let us know. Um, so... It's something I've been working on for over two years. I've had it tested through various age groups. So like males and females between 18 and 60. And the feedback's been very consistent with how they feel, the subjective effects, what, what it sort of delivers. And the feedback's sort of just been like improved focus, better energy, reduce the crash of the coffee. And the formula itself, there's four ingredients, two of which I haven't seen used in Australia before, which is something that I'm, I like to be the first for sort of, these, yeah, for these sure, sort of things. Um, and then there's one other ingredient, which is, it's very widely used in the bodybuilding scene, like for, and for chronic fatigue syndrome as well, because it helps with um, regenerating ATP, similar nice. to creatine. Yeah. And then the final, that the fourth ingredient essentially is, there's a product called Suvenade. Have you... No, I'm not familiar with that one. Suv well, Suvenade is developed in Australia for early onset Alzheimer's. Right. And one of the chief ingredients in that formula is this uridine monophosphate. And what that does is it, is it helps to increase phospholipids like and cell membrane plasticity and things like that. Improves like neurite outgrowth and improves nerve growth factor as well. Right. 
And that was one of my very early nootropics, which I was absolutely blown away with. Like for me, it was really just hitting the spot. I only need a very small amount, but it was always consistent where I just feel the similar effects you would get from a coffee, but without any of the jitteriness or no crush. And I constantly, and I get better over time. It was really cool. And that, that same ingredient can be used to strengthen slow wave sleep. So deep sleep. Right. So I was using it during the morning, getting that good energy boost throughout the day. And then I didn't have my aura ring back then, but I'm sure it was helping with my deep sleep. Yeah. nice. Um, So that's like, that's the crux of my sort of formula. Um, Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, it's very novel. And I just can't wait to hear people say how much they love it, man. Yeah, awesome. I just can't wait. How long do we have to wait? (laughs) (laughs) Probably like, I can't even give an answer now, probably like three to four months or so. Yeah, awesome. Um, Whether that's in time for this podcast to be released, I don't know. But there's a, I mean, I'm wearing many hats at the moment. Like there's no one else in the company but me and and my investor. Yeah. I actually told him, I'm like, man, I actually feel like I need some help to outsource things and stuff. And he's like... I agree, but you need to wear many hats at the start of your any entrepreneur, any startup or business. You need to learn the ropes, sort of thing. Yeah, and totally. I understand that. But I'm a full time student, and I've got like all these other little ventures, and I'm like, oh man, I'd rather just handle this, drop my own ownership or like pass some equity onto someone else yeah. to help me out because like I'm not very greedy. Like I'm, I'm not. I've always just been someone who loves to give and to help others. So. And I know it'll just come back anyway. Like things, that's just how the world works, right? Like Absolutely, you man. give from the heart and, you know, it'll come back 10 times. Yeah. You know? No, I, and I can definitely, what, like I, went, I have a rule where I go through everything once myself. And then if I don't enjoy the process, the gift of outsourcing is the best, man. <laughs> Trust me, once you get there, you'll be like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a luxury, hey. Absolutely. So where can everyone find you online, man? Uh, right now, just sort of ergogenichealth.com.au. And yeah, mostly spend a lot of my time just posting on Instagram, doing some fun quizzes on my stories every now and then with some stupid answers in, in the quizzes. I'm not sure if you've seen Yeah, any. I've seen a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just just for now, just ergogenichealth.com.au. And then the plan is down the track to do, like to get into nootropic consultations as well to help people nice. build their own stack sort of thing. Yep. Because it's a very it's a very complex world and, and there's a lot to sort of understand and sort of address when you're even diving into them. Yeah. And I've done that and I really, I want to take the load for people. I want to ma- make sure they don't make the same mistakes that I've made. And that's what like success is all about, right? Just fail faster than your peers and grow. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that, man. And thanks for sharing everything you've shared on the show today. And for all of the listeners, of course, if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, share it as your Instagram story and tag myself and Lucas. I'll put all of the contact details and Instagram tags and everything and the handles in the show notes below. And the final question that I love to ask all my guests, what is one piece of health information you wish more people knew about? Hmm. I would actually have to say, try and become more self-aware because it does not matter what you, what sort of intervention you're doing, what sort of diet you follow, how you train, just try and check in, like really check in with how you, where you're at, how you're feeling, what are the things that you've done in the last 24, 24 hours that have affected the way you feel now? Because when you have that sort of awareness and you're very, very in tune with like, how you're feeling or like your mood or anxiety, things like that. It's really empowering, man. Like when you can really understand like, 
and trace back like, oh, that's what affected me. Oh, it was actually this food. A food like is affecting me. Well, yeah. like, so it's really cool to sort of just be more self-aware. No one else knows your health better than you, right? Yeah, so, couldn't agree more. Like, I can't, I can only give you the tools to help you, but like that's one amazing tool which I think people should utilize right now is just journal, even in their iPhone notes app, man, just, just little notes like, hey, feeling, checking in because then you can use that data to your advantage and then make changes to support a better outcome, right? So yeah. That's so, my one, self-awareness. Self-awareness. I love it, man. So <laughs> thanks so much for taking time out of your day and coming in here, man, to share some stuff on Nootropics. And uh, we'll have to get you on just before you launch or just after you launch yeah. the Nootropics. Mm, sounds good, man. Thanks, man. Th- th- Appreciate th- it. Thank you for having me as well. I'm very humbled. Oh, not, not a problem, dude. All right, we'll catch you later. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Matty. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.